1: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
2: Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is Off the Edge with Cam Jordan, me, your host. So thank you for tuning into our episode in 2023. It's now 2024. And tell your friends about us. You know, Off the Edge. We got them guests. We got the host with the most. Everything that we do, we do it real big, we do it real loud, and we do it with everything that we got. It's got to be fully committed into this thing. So this episode, we're going to get into the Saints beating the Bucs. We're going to talk about our playoff hopes, our hopes, our dreams, our aspirations. We're going to talk about, you know, who we're interviewing this week. My my, my former teammate, a dog, a guy who's tied with the lead, lead for sacks in the NFL, defensive end, edge rusher, Trey Henderson. And we're also going to get, you know, just the thoughts on the New Year's resolutions. Uh, If you guys believe in it, great. You know, we talk about it. I I may bring up a resolution or two. We'll see what happens. So stick stick with us. Everything that we do, we do a big. This is Off the Edge. Tune in. All right, so let's start it off. Look, week 17, you know, our 16th game. We got, we got to 500, we had to beat the Bucks. We had to go to Tampa Bay, fly down. It was warm, it was, the weather was great. You know, Tampa Bay treated us really well. Walked in, walked out with the, with the W. It, it takes all 11, you know, on both sides of the ball and both sides of the ball got it done. I mean, judiciously, if you shall. Uh, we, we started off on, on, a, on offense and offense scored on the first drive. Carr takes the snap, middle of the pocket, throws caught far side. Touchdown. Joanne Johnson. Second straight week for a touchdown as the saints convert on a third and goal. And that's what you want to do. Take the ball, drive it right down their throats. Now I've learned after the game, that was one, you know, that was the first time this season that office court on opening drive. And I say, Hey, seven points is a lot. And we, we can do a little with, the, we can do a lot with the little, we do the most with a lot. So You know, we we took the lead and really never looked back. Defense took over, and I think the first series was three and out. So you started fast on both sides of the ball. Been preaching this all year: start fast. We can get strong. We get strong. We finish strong. Come on, you know. And had 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 two sacks. Could have had four. Brian Mzee somehow got a a a face mask penalty off of a sack, but he grabbed the top of Baker Mayfield's head, pulled a scalp back. You know. And they said it was a face mask. I was like, no, face mask is, you know, in front of the face. Grab the mask. Mask may have to shake. Could possibly hurt a player's neck. That was not the case. He grabbed the top of the helmet. Top of the dome, that's the top of the helmet. Anyway, so they call it a flag. And that wouldn't be the only, you know, discrepancy we had for, for refs, uh, you know, this past game. Because uh, after the game, uh, they're starting left tackle, Werfs. Uh, had commented about a late hit put on um, on Baker Mayfield. Took another late hit, right? And, yeah. and you guys have had that against the Saints. Are
3: you tired of kind of what goes on after the whistle there with them? Yeah, I am. 93 did it last uh, first game. Right. And Tyron Matthew did it this game. And he's chirping at the refs saying he didn't. But that's part of football. Bakes a tough, tough guy, tough bastard. Yeah. Shake it off. Yeah. Uh, I don't
1: know
2: why I can't say anything else about it. Yeah. And I, I'm confused on that because it's not a late hit. It was a great hit. Tyron Matthews, you know, in, in the in the red zone, uh, comes down, hits Bacon Mayfield in the chest as he's, you know, after right as he released the ball. Like, that's what you're supposed to do as a defensive player. You're supposed to hit quarterbacks. Um, so I'm just confused. You know, flag was thrown, and I'm not sure why, other than to make the game more exciting because, uh, you know, he had scored on that play, but the receiver had already been out of bounds. And if, as receiver gets pushed out of bounds, he can't be the guy, the first guy to touch the ball. That just is what it is. On a scramble play where Baker Mayfield had, had had got out of the pocket and was running towards a pylon or, and had to, you know, settle for a a, a great throw uh, to a wide receiver that had reestablished himself back in bounds, but that's just it. You can't reestablish yourself in bounds on that type of play. You you know, it, it was a smart play by our, our defense. Uh, but uh, when I talk about Jonathan Abram, you know, he ha- has sort of been inactive for the most part of the year. I think he's, he's seen seen some playing time, but this game, he made himself known. He came in talking talking heavy. And this is the game that he wanted. You know, he wanted a chance and opportunity to show what he could do, and he got it on the field and and showed out. Interception, force fumble,
0: stunt coming, sees it throw. Intercepted Jonathan Abram has it. He had the force fumble before, he's got the interception now. Could have had a
2: sack, fell off of a sack, you know, like could have had one, could have had filled every stat line on the sheet. You know, five tackles, TFL. There were they, he, he had a hell of a game. My, my dog Jonathan Abram was out there eating. Uh, for a guy from the SIP went to Mississippi State, you know, played at the Raiders, came over to us. You, you'd love to see a guy, uh captured the potential each and every play and he, he he lived he lived that game like i love i love this type of success that he had um and you you think about the bucks offense i mean they were pretty much shut down the first the, the first let's call it what it is first 45 minutes three quarters of the game and then that that last quarter they were trying to sling you know they were trying to play catch up and threw some prayers up that were answered and that's just you know the end of the game the bucks you know, bucks get left with the l and we left with the W as we needed to, to keep our playoff hopes alive. That's what we needed. You know, I, I wish I could sit here and say, you know, we would have won the Rams game and then this game. And then the next game, we would have easily had our destiny in our hands. We don't have that anymore. You know, we have, to, we had to beat the Bucks, beat the Bucks. We have to beat Atlanta to have our playoff hopes. Some, you know, be answered. We have, we have, pray, we have playoff prayers. And I would love them to be answered this year. You know, all we need is, is a chance, a, a, a ticket to the dance. You know, if you can get a ticket to the playoffs, you, you crazy things can happen. You know, we could turn this, turn this into a, a phenomenal story. And, you know, I think as we sit currently, we beat Atlanta. Green Bay has to lose to Chicago, which Justin Fields is, is electric right now. And then... Seattle has to lose to the Cardinals, which Kyler Murray just put, you know, put a team last week uh, on his back and carried him to a victory. So, you know, there's, there's, there's two possible routes that we can go to win. I'm just saying. But to, to be clear, we have to win. Bucks have to lose or we have to win. Seattle and Green Bay have to lose. It's that simple. We got, two, we got two chances at this. I'm not sure. All I know is we have to focus on what we can focus on, and that is to win this game. Oh. <sighs> So, going into Week 18 versus the Falcons, Hate Week. You know, hometown Hate Week. They got to come to us, and we got to lock the doors behind us, put our pads on, and get 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 ready. You know, we got to go get ready to go to war, and we have to play harder. We have to bring more intensity. We have to bring the the crowd with us because when Saints Nation is rocking with us, we are the loudest stadium in this nation, and that's going to affect the offense in various ways. That's changes up the snap count, changes up the way they communicate, that, you know, can can get office alignment. Office alignment are like cattle. Like, it gets them antsy. We're, the crowd going crazy and the office alignment can't see these checks and can't hear the quarterback trying to talk to them. They could possibly jump off sides. And if they jump off sides, it's a puzzle for us. Saints Nation, I need you this week. You have to be able to be there. You have to be able to, to corral and love and be a part of this, this adventure that we're going to go on, this, this battle that we're going to go on. It's going to take all of us. I don't need everybody from Saints Nation in the Dome on Sunday screaming at their loudest. We need everybody. It's going to take not only the 11 on the field, but it's going to take the 68, 70,000 fans that are going to be in the Dome on Sunday. Let's get this win. Let's do it together. MVP. Primarily a quarterback one position. Like, sometimes you see a running back. I don't know if there's ever been a defensive end edge rusher, you know, it's just, it's just, it's what it is receiver. Maybe. Well, if you look at the history of MVP, it's, it should just be QVP. MQVP. Most MVQP. There we go. And most valuable quarterback position. <laughs> because, you know, Lamar is playing his behind off his derriere off, probably going to win his second MVP. But you say who else will be there? CMC. And I hate to say CMC because he's a Stanford guy, but he's a great kid. Great man. You know, great running back. He's a hell of a player. Christian McCaffrey is doing his thing. But Lamar is the game changer. The way he he's been electric this year, no, unreal. You put up his years from his year, his stats from uh his last MVP. Not even are they similar, they're probably better this year. Like, dude, just is what it is. You know, he's the best quarterback playing this year. Hands down. Um, yeah, that's that's that. I blame. We're not we're not even gonna talk about anything, anything else. That's that's that. If we're in fact, we're gonna move on and, and give a shout-out to the you know, Lamar being in that uh in that AFC in that division over there with with the Steelers. We gotta give a quick shout-out to Mike Tomlin as well, just to throw one out there. You know, for to give people their flowers that people need their flowers. You know, Mike Tomlin clinched his 17th straight season without a losing record. As long as he's been a head coach. He's never had a losing record. I don't know if you know what that means, but that's something to put your hat on. You know, when, you, when you're part of a fan base and you want to root for your team and you, your team has a bad season or, you know, your team is... It's like, we need to find a way to win. You do know one thing. If you're a Steelers fan, you don't even know what it's like to have a losing season. You, you, get, you, you have a standard, and your standard is quite high. Win. Have a winning season. Be beyond 500. That gives you a chance to add a lot of things. Playoffs, you win your division. sometimes you can win a division with a winning season, just a barely a winning season. You know, the Saints have a chance. To to get to have a winning season, go nine and eight. And go nine and eight. Have a possible chance at playoffs. Has a possible chance to win the division. So just that that just speaks for itself. That's amazing. I I don't know if I've ever given a clap on camera, but you know, a clap on the podcast. But we're gonna give a clap to Mike Tomlin for for his accomplishments. And now, you know, we'll talk about uh, you know, we talk about MVP. Let's talk about DPOY and who should be a defensive player of the year candidate. Trey Hendrickson. I'm not going to get out his birth name because I know his birth name, but it's not Trey. But Trey Hendrickson, a.k.a. Anything is Possible. When you guys come back, we're going to start talking to my guy, edge rusher, Trey Hendrickson.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
2: I appreciate it. We're back on, on off the edge with, with me, Cam Jordan, your host. I'm just so excited. I get to bring in one of my favorite teammates of all times, a guy uh, that then left me and went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Is is now 17 sacks in with the chance to get to 20 sacks. I hope he goes for it. I hope he gets it. He's he's it's doable. You know, one three sack game is all it takes. We're talking about a a, a, a pro bowler should be an all pre, a first team all pro this year. There's nobody playing better than him. Should be a defensive player of the year uh selected winner but you know we'll, we'll get there my guy Trey Henderson sitting that bro I looked it up I was like 59 sacks I feel like in the next couple of years we can be talk about that 100 sack talk bro 17 sacks this year nobody I feel like nobody's talking about it enough and I'm always gonna give flowers to my guy bro uh how did you get here this fast like you know 17 we talk we talk about thresholds you're right there bro
3: uh, 17, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a team game more than anybody. Good coverage and good rush equals sacks. Uh, if I could do it by myself, I think I'd be in a tough spot. Uh, it takes all 11. So I'm blessed to be around a good, good culture of guys, uh, guys that want to win. And, you know, the personal success is a byproduct of that.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you did there. Nice sidestep there. Side Side, double side swipe, double sideswipe. Some would say, you know, <laughs> bro, when you came into That's the good. league, when you came to the league, bro, it was, it was me, you, Marcus Davenport, Alex Okafor, you know, uh, and guys were like, you know, a couple years later, they're like, guys, where, where did Trey Hitchens come from? You've always been that dude, bro. So on, on pass rush, you know, any time we used to practice against each other, we used to give ourselves hell. Like we would give each other better looks than sometimes we would see in games from offensive linemen. You know, we would clean each other's clocks for like no no lie. Like you know, like we would go no, no. after it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like the individual we were... with Ryan was definitely a uh, was definitely physical, um, you know, and that was something that we both kind of embraced early on. And getting better was something that we did every day. So I mean, it was it's something that I look back on. I'm blessed to have happened. You know, I got to learn a lot of things early um, that I think guys had to figure out on their own. Um, I was also healthy being in the bullpen. You know, that's a product of you know Sean Payton bringing in the right guys. It was just always talented. Like you said, Alex Oakford, Marcus Davenport, you, obviously, and then even George, my um, rookie year. You know, there was guys that have been in that league, in the league for a long time, and, uh, you know, savvy vets that knew what they were doing.
2: No, I remember when we first drafted you, bro, I had no idea what I was getting into with you. We drafted you, and before I even met you, we heard about you. Rookie count, your rick- rookie count, you're going against some vet was like eight or nine years in the league. And you're like, what are you even doing?" Like you, I heard the story about you, bro. Like got in a fight with him and was like, what are you even doing here? You won't even be here by the time season begins. This dude was like eight or nine years. I'm like, I'm hearing about this in the locker room. I'm like, Oh, Oh, this kid, this kid got it. Okay. We got a fighter.
3: And then that, that first credit camp, he made the roster. Yeah. So, I mean, he proved me wrong. Uh, I had showed I didn't really know much, um, but yeah, it was always scrappy. You know, you got to, you gotta fend for yourself. Um uh, looking back, it was it uh it's something that you have to have that chip on your shoulder, you know. I I embrace people that like want to kind of get after it. I've seen it uh my fair share, you know. Year 7 I was still scrapping with Orlando and uh OTAs, so it's that's who it was. Know, yeah.
2: It's a part yeah big, of football. Big offensive tackle, but he's like 340. <laughs> and you came also in like a
3: great guy, by the way. You know, it's like you don't know that 2 weeks into camp and, right. You know, you say a couple of things to him. And it's like, man, you know, week seventeen, great guy, great football player, Orlando Brown, great person. You know, right? It's like, now looking back, it's like, yeah, but it happened, <laughs> <laughs> bro.
2: I to this day, I don't think I've I've seen anybody getting more fights in one training camp. It was it was you, like top tier alone, every other day until like even the coaches were like, all right, Trey.
3: Relax. Well, sometimes like, the truth hurts, and somebody's got to tell the truth. So no doubt.
2: <laughs> he Used to say, hey, "Send him." <laughs> hey, he'd be like, "Bro, send it," and I'm like, "Oh, he's going for it today." But I yeah. used to, I, I used we, to love, it, love it. Like I'm, I'm gonna remember those like for the rest of my life. There's a few fights that you always remember them. Like yours and Kelamete is gonna be one of them. You know, Senior Kellomete is gonna be oh, yeah, top tier. <laughs> uh, a guy named and Rufus Johnson off
3: was a different, you know. That was foreshadowing yeah. of the whole yeah, – Brown-Steelers situation. And our whole uh, – yeah, in the north. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, hey, you've, you've grown so much from there, bro. Now, you know, now you, like you're, – you're a leader in your own right, bro. I, I, I love just watching like, – even, you know, from afar, bro, you hear me texting, like, go get those 20, bro. I, like, I, I want you – like, I want all the success for you. The way you're pass rushing, the way you get after it, like, I have nothing but the highest respects for everything that you do. I love that You're like, you're you're like, you're like a real edge rusher. Like you talked it into into existence, but I just, anyways, I just, that's just, I love to give you flowers, any chance I can get, but but how would you describe, let's just get into the football so we can get get that part over so I can ask the questions I want to ask. But um, how would you, how would you describe this season? Like I've, it through through ups and downs through, you know, your years in the league now. Um, How would, how would you describe this one compared to others?
3: Well, this season's special because, you know, um, you know, when you have a guy like Joe Burrow go down, I think it's something that it, it puts a little bit more emphasis on the players around him, you know, it puts emphasis on the guys that need to step up, you know, the DJ Reader, the Sam Hubbards, um, you know, the guys in the back end, Logan Wilson, um, you know, a lot of those guys took it upon themselves to be that, you know, you're never going to fill those shoes. It's, it's Joe Burrow, but, uh, You know, it was something that was a big emphasis on the team to come together and rally behind uh, Jake Browning to kind of make something out of this season. And we have a fighting chance to have a uh, winning season this week. So it's big, Um, but it's full of adversity. You know, football is if everybody was healthy and everybody was, you know, um, it it wouldn't be the game. It is. It's a game of adversity and how you overcome it. So um, I think it's just one of those years. uh, It's tough. You know, six years I've been playing before this, six years, six years I've won the division. So this is unfamiliar territory for me, um, but I'm blessed to experience it. You know, it's a, uh, it's a humbling thing, uh, you know, not only making the playoffs, but I've hosted the first game every year. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely, it's definitely going to drive that hunger and fire inside me for next year, for sure. No doubt. I mean, bro, I, I'm,
2: I'm right there with you. Like in terms of just the a pers- personal success, you know, like, Used to a standard, like never have I ever not had seven sacks, you know, in a season since like my rookie year. I'm sitting at two. And I'm like, I'm I'm a run stopper this last six weeks. Like I've never been injured to the point where it had affected play, and so it,
3: it's
1: yeah,
2: it's
3: humbling for sure. Football is humbling. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Whoa, well, like yeah. everybody, whether you like to or not, football and and can can be very humbling, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. For i you, remember he, you
3: talking when i first came in the league you know you were you probably hit the quarterback a 100 times and you're at seven sacks it's like people look at it seven but yeah. i mean there was you know you're close so on 20 25 you know it's a different season if he holds the ball for half a second longer
2: absolutely well like I, I what i tell you like this all comes full circle the ones you miss they come back you know the ones you get close to you'll finish like it all just comes full full circle like take it easy like this year I've had two taken away from penalties. I've had, you know, one they gave to uh, Carl Granderson. And I was like, that's not mine. I was like, okay. And I was like, you know, it's like the other four that I've fallen off of. I'm like, and that's a 10 sack season. Or that's a, on a good year, that's a 10 sack season. And on a bad year, apparently, it's two. <laughs> Okay, like, injuries,
3: you-, you know, injuries are a huge part of it, battling through that. I broke my wrist last year. I had 8 sacks, you know, it's one of those things that not everybody reads into the seasons. Uh, they just see the statistics at the end, but you know, it's half a second longer is that's an eternity in football. So Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that you that's, gotta, that's you got to make it count.
2: That's the final bend and reach that could that could make it happen and that's, you know, that's why edge rushes are our premium. You know, that's why you're one of the best there is. You know, you're sitting at 17 Ooh, just think about if you like. Oh, those ones that I was close on. If I were have finished, I'd be sitting at twenty-three. There's the one I fell off of. That's you know, like you always think about the ones you miss. But you you gotta you gotta you know you gotta be accepting towards how to get better. What what can I do to improve the game? And speaking of that, what what can you do to improve your game? Because this point, bro, you're you're. I'm gonna say the best edge rusher in the game right now.
3: Well, that's very that's kind. No, you know, that's very kind. But, I mean, there's a lot of guys that, you know, you watch tape on other players. You pick up things and all that stuff. But uh, for me personally, you know, uh, I think there's room for improvement every year. There's plays that I left out there. There's close ones that I had. Um, that's, the, that's the thrill of the hunt for the next one. Um, always kind of motivated for the next one. And uh, it's kind of one of those crazy things. Sacks are the greatest stat in football, and I'm chasing them.
2: Facts. So you, so you, you're not really chasing the sack title.
3: This is- I've never been one to really like. I've said it for three years. I don't look at stats where I'm at because you know if if uh, you know Robert Quinn was rushing the way he was a couple years ago, he'd be at 20. You know, there's a there's guys that have been in that. I'm personally having a race with myself. You know, I have I leave it all out on the field, and then I can say last year eight sacks was the best I had in me. And after this Browns game, I'll look in the mirror and say that was the most I had in me. And if if it's the league lead, if it's third, if it's fifth, uh, if it's 32nd, it really doesn't. It's the best I did. And I can hang my hat on that season in and out. So uh, it's always nice to be you know, considered in the best or first place. All those things are nice, but those are a byproduct of wanting to win. And the intensity that I've had, you know, I've played with for a long time. It won't it won't affect your process.
2: That's a part of the hunt. He's like, I just I just want more. <laughs> um, you bro, you talked about Jake Browning, and I clearly don't know much about Jake Browning. But what it what is it like, you know, him keeping the season alive and sort of stepping into that role? Because you know, I took for I, I didn't take for granted, but having Drew Brees my entire career until you didn't, you didn't realize like bro, when you're playing with a great, you don't know what it's like. And then the next, you know, one of those years we had like three quarterbacks. You're like, dang consistency is key and greatness is greatness and consistency equals elite so jake browning stepped into that role and guys having to get accustomed to a new quarterback not named joe borrow after having so much success after being to a super bowl after winning all afc you know titles year after year after year and now you have got a jake browning how do you rally how how is it possible to rally and now that you've got you know kept the season alive how does that happen
3: well, I think what's special about Jake that not a lot of people know is he had Heisman votes, you know, back in uh, college, you know, he led uh, Washington in so some pretty special seasons, um, you know, and uh, that being your conference in college, you know, it's a, uh, isn't that right? Is that yours? Yeah.
2: The good old pack, which will be no more after. Yeah. yeah. I
3: was always, uh, you know, I mean, I had conference USA. You guys. So I didn't really, I didn't dabble in the power five schools, but, uh, But yeah, no, he was, he's led an impressive charge. You know, those statistics spoke for themselves. And I got to see a different side of Jake that not a lot of people saw. Um, He was my scout team quarterback for three years or two and a half. And, um, you know, seeing his process, the way he talked to our defensive coordinator, going through what this quarterback looks like and being able to emulate them at a high level, uh, giving us the best look possible. And, you know, there were sometimes he'd dice us up and you'd kind of look at it. It's like, this is our one defense, you know, and it's, uh, it's one of those things that we knew he could play. We knew he could play at a high level. We were happy for him when he made the fifty-three this year. And um, no way were we thinking we were losing Joe. But you know, it's football. But uh, you know, when we got, we could rally behind him because we knew we knew his process. We knew what how hard he wanted, he wanted it, how hard he works. Um, you know, and him going in there into Jacksonville, winning that game. Uh, you know, beating the Vikings in overtime, coming back. Those are special things, special things that I think he'll remember forever. Uh, We have a chance for a winning season, which isn't something I don't take for granted either. So, you know, there's a lot to play for this week. But uh, good dude. He's definitely a leader of men. Uh, He's somebody that not a lot of people knew about. But a couple years, people will be talking about him. I mean, probably not a couple years
2: because Joe Burrow's coming back. And then, you know.
3: No, I know. That's a couple (laughs) years. yeah. He's gonna he'll be back like he's yeah. our guy like uh, but you know he's gonna get a chance is you know I see a lot of guys that have similar walks as he did Garner Minshew um, you know he's made made a name for himself you know Absolutely. I can see that being a very similar um, road as he mm-hmm. kind of has to earn it um, we played another guy uh, Case Keenum you know right. very similar um, gets an opportunity makes the most of it uh, so there'll be. Once he becomes a free agent, there'll be people calling his name. Oh, for sure. That, bro. Okay. So
2: just look at your career, bro. The way, the way you took off, bro, there was, there was, you know, when you started off, you, you came in like, bro, if he just lets me get on the edge, I'm a win. And then, you know, you had your, your, your year of, I'm just going to get on this treadmill and run my ass off and got skinny on us. And then you came back and put yourself on the map, your third year and took off your fourth year for the tune of what, what was it 13 sacks 13 and a half sacks your fourth year um uh, bro how did you like how, how did you know or when did you know that you were going to be a force to be reckoned with in in the nfl because i mean we had those talks younger years you're like bro I'm, i could just do this if they just let me and then you get your opportunity and shine but when did you really know that you're like i'm yeah yeah i'm Consworth, i'm trey head
3: um uh... Mr. Henny uh, thing is tough. possible. You know, I've been blessed. I've been blessed through the whole situation. You know, I've had good people in my corner, um, but I always looked in the mirror and knew I could do it. You know, there were things I think Ryan made us write it down. I wanted to be a multi 10 sack, you know, guy. I wanted to be a pro bowler. I wanted to do great things. I wanted to play in the Super Bowl. Um, You know, there's things that, you know, you have to you have to believe it to achieve it i'm a firm believer in that and even when i was drafted i knew i'd be a starter in this league it was just a little bleak playing behind uh, <laughs> great defensive ends like you alex starting uh and then next year drafting marcus in the first round uh you uh, kind of don't, don't know why yeah and was we my best friend so i love him uh but It was one of those things you kind of have to look in the mirror and you don't know how, you don't know when, you don't know why, but you just believe it. And I would write it down. I have notes in my phone in 2018 that I was going to be a Pro Bowler when I was wearing a hat and on the treadmill. Uh, I'm a firm believer if you don't have faith in it, you know, and I put my faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Obviously, you know that, but, um, you know, it's something special that belief, um, no matter what, it's just something good to have. And I think every player should believe in themselves to the max and uh go get it no doubt bro I, I, just,
2: I just love to see that transformation because I remember you having like like bro you and Manti Teo was out there having those those like deep talks I was sitting there like oh, don't lose this weight Trey and this, this, this defense we in our defense in, in our change defense back in what was like 2017 2018 it's like you got to stop the run first you got to stop the like the moniker the the moniker of our team was like stop the run and have some fun so if like if You didn't play off for a second. Like, you had to earn third. Like, third was never given. It was, like, the earned privilege. which was. No doubt.
3: And uh, that was one of those things, you know, went from 280 pounds drinking milk at night because Ryan said, mass kicks butt, you know, and uh, bought that. Looked in the mirror at 280. I was like, man, I'll I'll be playing three technique here pretty soon if I don't. (laughs) So, then I just started running. So, that whole offseason, I was running uh, 2018 came around, I weighed 255. So lost 30, 30 pounds, 35 pounds. And, uh, I remember going into Sean Payton's office and he's like, uh, you know, he played defensive end in this league, right? And I was like, yes, sir. He's like, our defensive ends weigh 270. And, uh, yes, sir. He's like, I don't know how you're going to put 15 pounds on, but he's like, good luck. And, uh, walked out of the room. I was like, yeah, maybe it wasn't my smartest idea. Uh, but I looked great. I felt great. So right. it was one of those things where I was like, "These things are trending nicely." But uh, got to meet my wife that off season, so at least something worked. So, uh, <laughs> Elisa was a huge help, and you know, getting the weight back on. She cooked for me, and uh, you know, inevitably 2019, I got to get back in the rotation, and uh, you know, rest was history.
2: You know, look, in New Orleans, defense would go to dinner every Thursday. Do you guys have that over there in Cincy?
3: So I brought that kind of over here in some ways. You know, it was more like the defensive line. Um, we couldn't get everybody on board. You know, Vaughn had his dinner that he brought over with the DB. So it was more a position-specific thing. But, uh, you know, it's we wanted to make it our own thing. So starters, absolutely with starters, and it's trickled down. So it's been – I've adapted some things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Get the group together, bro. Like, I feel like even, even like now we've, we've, as a saints team, we've transformed from like defensive dinner every week to now defense dinner every other week, defensive line position, whatever hangs out in between those weeks on Thursdays. But like the defensive line is, it's, it's sort of fun now. Like, you know, you play credit card roulette to finish these dinners off. And that's always intriguing. You know, it, it brings a little bit more <laughs> fun to the game when you don't have to pay. Like a steak we do that too. dinner, yeah, yeah. steak dinner hits better when it's not your money. You know, like,
3: yes. <laughs> it you does got, hurt when you get caught though.
2: Hey, I, I got caught. lucky. I got, I got cut on, uh, on a Tex-Mex night. I got caught with like, you know, like, you know, we, we, yeah, a, the, you go to steak dinners, you yeah, go to a couple hundred to, dollars. Absolutely. So, you go to, you go to sushi, you know, sushi nights, sushi nights get expensive. And like, I, I got caught on a Tex-Mex. I was like, if this is it. No, 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 I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. Like, hopefully this is my only one for the year. Thanks. And then. Yeah, then that's also, like the
3: tip at Ruth Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, such, it's, it's different.
2: You're upset, but you're that's like you weighing it against each other. I did okay. Do you guys do rookie yeah. dinners? Because, you know, we got our rookie dinner coming up. And I'm, I'm excited.
3: Yeah, we you do. Know? We do rookie dinners. We uh, Miles has been great. So it's going to be pretty easy for him. It's going to just have the guys together. Um yeah, you know, it's a camaraderie thing. It's not going to be more of the, you know, so it's something that he's done great. He's been on everything. He gets snacks for everybody, bringing waters for everybody. You know, he's a good dude, bought in. Um, you know, he's a team guy. You know, he came from a great program, Clemson. has been at the top of the food chain his whole life, top recruit. Um, so, you know, he knows. I mean, you, bro, I,
2: I try and tell people, like, locker rooms run on, like, camaraderie, on being built in, like, they're like, oh, what do you guys do to your rookies? We don't do anything to rookies. Oh, we mm-hmm. we pass we we pass on tradition, and a good rookie enhances the room. Like you, are like, hey, yep. oh, you make the you make rookies pick up pads. I'm like, I don't make him do anything, you know. But like, mm-hmm. it, did I pick up pads when I was when I was a rookie? Absolutely, you know. Does does it help? I think in the long run, when hey, you have a guy who wants to buy into tradition, wants to buy into the program, yeah, it's like. It's like on our defense when we do 40 up-downs before, before the season. You buy in. There's a buy-in. Like, I, I don't right. really know you, so you're sort of building trust as we go, you know? So our right. rookie dinner is going to happen, and it's going to be great. We're going to have a good time, and nobody's going to be overly excessive. You're not going to see one of those, like, you know, I, what is it on 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 Twitter or whatever I saw, like, the Niners where they, like, fake the kid out with a $50,000 bill, and they're like, yeah. it's, like no. just, come on, like... Even if the bill if the bill was fifty, I would probably eat that. I'd be like, "No, nah, bro, like you're not doing that to my guy." We've had you know right. Brian Brzezey from Clemson as well, another Clemson guy. He's been great this year, so we're gonna have a defense yeah. dinner and like you know we're gonna order a bottle and he's gonna sign it, just like all my rookies have in the past. It's just a tradition, but yeah. you know,
3: no, yeah, and it's you know it, it's good to trust those guys, you know, to build that trust and you know if you're taking care of us and like with snacks and stuff, it's not the end of the world. Um, it's something that just goes to show that you're on it. You know, you want your guys to be taken care of. And then when we run a text and he comes free and he gets a sack, you know, it's earned, you know, it's like something I'm happy for him. It's not like he's out there doing it selfishly. So he's been amazing. I think most rookies are great. Uh, you very rarely get somebody who's super entitled. So it's, there's a process to everything. It's not something where it's like, you know, you have to, like you're saying, it's something that they should, you know, want to to take care of the guys that have been here, and we've all been rookies. I mean, I, Facts. I probably tried to fight it as hard as I could, but <laughs> didn't no. work out for me. So no,
2: no, Peyton Turner was the worst rookie I've ever had in my life. No, you, you were, you were fine. Uh, Al Kadim yeah. was. Al Kadim probably gave you. Uh,
3: that I was on my own,
2: no doubt. Now yeah. Al Kadim Muhammad gave gave me and you some some sometimes sometimes and I, I love al i saw uh Al this offseason love al uh, yeah, but i, I was like a as, a, as a rookie huh, like he came in like knowing he was a vet or something um but i think that's just you know you just deal with those personalities but that's just it like the personalities makes makes it sort of fun you know like when you when you have guys come together and, and building that camaraderie nobody's going to just be mesh like, you know, you, you were right. my first, you were my first defensive end that like put me in a position of like, made me think about things like, Hey bro. yeah, Nah, <laughs> me or him. No, no. It's always you, Trey. Hey, hey, just hey, hands up. <laughs> hey, you're, you're, you're my guy, bro. <laughs> but life, yeah. Hey, it's life. <laughs> There's decisions to be made and every decision has, has weight on them. But bro, I mean, from, from, be- from beginning of your career till, till now and the next seven years that you're going to continue playing eight years, you can continue playing. Um, You know, I just got the highest, uh, highest respect for you and, I just love the way that you you're like you're flying now, bro. I'm like I look I look on TV and like we watch the sack reels or whatever every week, and you're on there. I'm like, like look at him. Like he like he he told me he told me year three. Like, he's like, bro, it's like I'm going to go get it. Like I'm going to be a ten sack guy. Like it's going to happen. And you've proved everybody wrong or right who's ever had anything you know negative to say about you. you be like, hey, if there's anything negative, you've proved him wrong. And everybody who was like, hey, he's got tremendous upside. You've proved them exactly what you what you knew about yourself. So. Again, appreciate you tapping in on the podcast. I appreciate you for being my guy. You know what I'm saying? I owe you a fishing trip because we didn't get one in last last offseason. It's happening. Now, does it have to happen immediately after season? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I'll yes. be in a boot soon. <laughs> but, you know, that just it <laughs> is what it is. So, um, appreciate you tapping in on Off the Edge w- uh, with me, uh, my guy, Trey Henderson one game left hopefully it ends up in at least a three piece i'm a, i'm gonna call a four out there he's gonna finish with like 21 and maybe go stupid and get like a, a six sack game and break a record you know like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna throw things out there um but love you bro appreciate you for uh for everything you do for the game for the uh, the intensity that you bring uh the energy that you've always had it was a big salute to you bro
3: yeah I love you too brother and thank you god bless you and the family and have a good one thanks for having yes, me yes
2: sir And now we talk about our New Year's resolutions, man. New Year's resolutions are never lose again and never get injured again. I don't know if it's feasible. So let's give you a feasible, you know, an attainable New Year's resolution for me this year. This year, I would like to take swearing off the table. Not all of swearing, but the hard ones, you know? Like that. The, the MFers, the F bomb, the maybe even the B word. You know? So you know that i'm gonna start off with new year's new year's resolution but just hinting at it you know because if i say it then then new year's resolution is is over and then you know wifey you probably be super excited that i'm uh uh stop swearing because like in the locker room sometimes you bring the locker room home and then you get you get chewed out and then you just be like the S word you know i, I feel like it's like shit is not really a curse word like it's a swear word but like it's just the hard i'm gonna i'm gonna start off with the hard curse words and then move on from there, you know, maybe, maybe his, my bastard might be a harsh, harsh curse word. You know, you can look up a dictionary that might be, I'm on the fence about that one, but it's just another word for, you know, when somebody defecates, you know, it just is what it is. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the hard, the hard curse words gone this year. I'm gonna be a better man. I got kids. <laughs> um. Oh, Oh, in fact, no, no, I can't do it. I was gonna say give up red meat, but that's just a lie. I don't turn down lamb chops. It will never happen. I am who I am. I could almost get rid of steak. Like I'm at this point, like steak is not appeasing to me, but I don't turn down like wagyu, and like you know when somebody hits me with, like an elite. Oh, this is the you got to try it. You know, like a beautiful burger, you have to try it. Like it's just it's what it is what this. I could almost give up red meat. I might, I might take a sabbatical from red meat this year. Won't be, won't be eradicated, but a sabbatical. Let's go for that one. Hopefully, you know. So this year, this year's resolution: give up the, give up the rough, hard curse words, and test out giving up beef, red meat. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that's my new year's resolutions. What's yours? guys i appreciate you for tuning in to off the edge with me on my podcast i appreciate you guys allowing me to be the host spinning with my guy trey hendrickson i appreciate my dog trey hendrickson for the edge rusher that he has become an edge rusher he is and and the way he's going hopefully a DPOY this year i hope i hope in fact i'm put out there. i want to give him the award Mm. all right so Thank you, Trey, for, for for hopping on the show. Because, I mean, if you guys know, my guy Trey is, is a private guy. You know, he he loves, his, he loves his wife. He loves God. And he he loves football and, you know, the rest of his fam. And he, he sticks to that. A phenomenal dude through and through. Uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. Tune in. Tell your friends about us. Tell your cousins about us. 2024 is going to be the year of Off the Edge, the podcast with Cam Jordan. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Uh, leave a review tell all your friends about us follow us on apple podcast the iHeartRadio radio app or wherever you get your podcast just know off the edge is here to stay 2024 we don't play we gonna participate thank you for being here
0: you go into your shower feeling tired